Welcome to another episode of the AMSC podcast. In this episode, David Howey sits down and discusses the MSAF tool, the multi-source assessment and feedback tool that so many of us have uh, seen had to do as a requirement for PME or perhaps received emails from our colleagues, former colleagues, requesting that we provide feedback. We'll discuss why that's important and how the tool has improved over the last few years. Greetings and welcome. And uh, on today's uh, edition of the AMSC podcast, we're going to talk primarily about something called the MSAF, which is the Multi-Source Assessment and Feedback Program that's sponsored by the Center for Army Leadership. And uh, today we've got two folks that are going to help us understand uh, this program. And one is an old friend of mine, uh, Mr. Chuck Ebert. And the other one is uh, a gentleman from from Redstone, Mark. And what, Mark, what's your last name? Uh, Mark Bartoff. Okay, Mark Bartoff. So I'm going to ask these two gentlemen uh, if they can just uh, talk to us a little bit about uh, who they are. And we'll start with you, Chuck, since you're here at Fort Leavenworth, uh, about MSAF, what it is, what it's supposed to do, and maybe how it can be helpful for uh, any Army leader out there. Okay, thank you. Um, as Dave said, my name is Chuck Ebert. I'm with the Center for Army Leadership located at Fort Leavenworth, and I work on the MSAF program. Uh, MSAF is the Multi-Sortsman Assessment and Feedback Program, and it is a program with several subset programs. So uh, MSAF has morphed over the years. Originally, it started out as a self-assessment tool that was used uh, out at NTC to help uh, assess leadership as people came out of the box. Uh, over the years, MSAF has grown. So what we originally called MSAF is now called Leader 360. Um, and then the other programs are the Commander 360, which is for the CSL commanders uh, to get feedback from their raiders. And then the third program is the Joint 360. So those military people serving in joint assignments can get assessment feedback from their raiders and other branches or sister services. Mark, would you like to? Well, the, the portion that I support, uh, Chuck, uh, and the Center of Army Leadership MSAP program is with coaching. Uh, so as the leaders go through and they get their individual feedback report, uh, coaches like myself are available uh, to assist them uh, in the interpretation and in their development. Yes, I'm with the uh, overarching MSAF program. Mark is specifically the coaching aspect of the Leader 360 and the Commander 360. Uh, primarily, the Leader 360 is anyone that's in a leadership position, whether it be uh, military or civilian. So it is open to both the uniform and civilian. Uh, the Commander 360 are those uh, commanders that are on the CSL list. Um, and, and that's a, a, um, a select uh, group, whereas Leader 360 is uh, inclusive as opposed to, what's the word I'm looking for? Exclusive. Exclusive. And so so I, I wanted to ask a question, because um, I've done uh, the MSAF. I've not, I've not done one on myself, but I've done one on peers uh, and uh, supervisors, people that supervise me. So just the mechanics of it, if you can explain this. My understanding is that I, I go to the, the Cal Center for Army Leadership website, 
there's a link there. And if I, if I have uh, an AKO user ID and password or cat card, I log into this program and it prompts me then to uh, set up a system where I'm going to get feedback from people that I work with. Can you just tell a little bit more about, about how that, that part of it works? Okay. Um, in reference to the AKO, we've kind of evolved uh, since then. So anyone with a CAC card uh, can access the website. It's uh, CAC authenticated because there is uh, personal information or the feedback is uh, you know personal. So therefore, that protects the anonymity of those providing feedback and, and also uh, only allows you to see your information as opposed to other people's information. Uh, basically, you log in. Uh, there is a there are a series of questions or items uh, that you provide feedback for the person uh, that's requesting it. Uh, roughly 50 uh, items, uh, all based on FM 622 and ADRP 622. Uh, MSAF is very much doctrine based. That way, when you get your feedback results, you can look at the things that you want to address or want to work on and you can go straight to the doctrine or um, another option is the leader development improvement guide which tells you each one of those um, those competencies and behaviors that are associated with that particular item so you can uh, get your feedback you can study and you can practice and that's the way the LDIG uh, leader development improvement guide is set up um, feedback study practice so you can improve in the areas you want to focus on. And I get, I get feedback. If I did one on myself, I would get feedback on several different populations or groups of people. Is that, is that still how it works? That was the you, way. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, yes. You would get feedback from several different groups, uh, typically peers, um, superiors, peers, and subordinates. Um, and we request or we uh, advise getting a minimum of three, five, and five, three uh, superiors, five peers, and five subordinates um, because that gives you a statistically a better uh, feedback um, result. Uh, more is better uh, the more people you hear from, but uh, quantitatively, three, five, and five is kind of the minimum uh, to complete that, and so then that uh, each cohort or each group that gives you that feedback, those results are aggregated within that or uh, within that cohort. So you don't know specifically who said what, but you know it was either a superior, a peer, uh, or a subordinate. And that feedback that that the the person who uh, goes through the assessment gets is both uh, numerical and it comes also in narrative. Comments, is that correct? Yeah, there are those uh, approximately 50 items that are uh, numerical and quantitative. And at the end of the assessment, uh, uh, there is free text input where the feedback provider can say, your strongest strengths are these, uh, you know, your developmental needs are these. So sometimes those free text comments uh, carry a lot of uh, weight or value for the assessed leader because it allows personal feedback. And what, what if I'm someone who doesn't have uh, subordinates and I still want to do the MSAP? How, 
how does the system allow that person to, to still go through, get the feedback? If you do not have subordinates, you can uh, basically just leave that blank. And when you get that feedback, you will only receive feedback from your superiors and your peers and everything else will be zeroed out. And, and then if I have, like I have one, I have an immediate supervisor, my boss. So who else might I put, uh, if I was going to get that feedback, who else would I put in that category? Uh, sometimes on the civilian side. And with certain ranks, it's difficult to find the three, five, and five. Uh, what we advise is uh, that you try and tie it to your rating chain or your uh, chain of command as much as possible. Uh, but if that's not uh, feasible, that uh, you can go outside of your immediate um, chain of command. Um, for a green suitor, possibly, you know, to another battalion or a sister company or something like that, or uh, possibly even your raider's uh, raider uh, for a superior. But it's all with you are the one that knows best uh, who sees you daily and can, can provide you with adequate feedback. Uh, and I guess it goes without saying, but uh, the people I want to select are people that I believe are going to give me uh, candid and useful feedback, not just somebody to tell me, uh, make me feel good about myself. Yeah, that's a, a very good, important. If you're cherry picking people that are going to make you feel good, you're not getting the benefit of the assessment. You want to uh, select people that will provide candid and honest feedback so you know uh, what to work on or what to improve upon. And then the other thing I wanted to ask you, Chuck, is um, once the, the, the feedback comes back to the user, who gets that? Who, so this, all this information exists somewhere uh, in a server somewhere. Who gets access to that? The only one that has access to the uh, aggregated report, which we call the IFR, Individual Feedback Report, is the assessed leader. So um, that is your or their personal property. You don't have to share that with anyone. Um, you know, your raider or your boss cannot ask to see your IFR. Uh, it's yours and no one else uh, has access to it. It's a self-development tool, not an assessment tool. Um, that's an important part of the program is it's to make people better, not to evaluate them. So my, my supervisor could say, I recommend that you do an MSAF, and that's kind of fair game to recommend that you do it, but they're not supposed to ask to see the results after the fact. Correct. Uh, uh, unless, you, unless the user chose to uh, share them with, with people. And there are benefits from sharing them. Uh, if you need resources or you need help in an area, uh, who better than your boss to... Uh, you know, get those resources for you if you need to go to a school or you, something that uh, you um, put down in your individual development plan. And, uh, your IDP is a civilian. In the, the MSAF program, we call it an ILDP, very similar to the civilian IDP. And then once I, once I get that feedback, the way I understand the program, then I, I have an opportunity to get some one-on-one -on -one coaching or help interpreting and that's where uh, Mark that's I believe that's where your side of the equation comes in can you just tell us a little bit about 
uh, how that works and what the benefits are uh, for the user after they get that kind of raw data and what, what your folks do with it. Sure, David, I'd uh, love to help. Um, uh, to add on to what Chuck was saying, um, so all of this is uh, foundational within the Army doctrine. So we know the terms that the ADP 622 Army Leadership, ADRP 622 FM uh, 622, which is Leader Development, uh, but I'd also refer people to um, AR 600-100, which is Army Profession uh, and Leadership Policy, which was uh, recently updated last year. And the reason I bring it up is because it's uh, within the self-development domain. Um, we, I, after coaching hundreds of people, start off with you need to prepare. So, so you need to dig into some of this if you haven't seen it lately. Uh, for a lot of Army leaders, whether it's military, civilian, it doesn't matter to us. That they're all Army leaders. Um, they haven't really seen it since they were in their last school in the schoolhouse. Um, so, so we ask them to prepare a little bit because uh, kind of getting to your point, when you're in an organization that is not perfectly hierarchical, that would give you the, uh, the, the three, five, and five superiors, peers, and subordinates that Chuck mentioned, um, we encourage you to look into the uh, Army Leadership Requirements Model, so the attributes and the competencies, and think about who do you interact with that can provide you feedback on different competencies. So, for example, um, extending influence beyond the chain of command, um, it's very difficult for a subordinate to provide that sort of feedback. But if you work outside of your organization to some other organization, that person can help you. Now, are they a superior? Uh, probably not, but they probably are a peer, or at least you can bucket them in that list. So as you finish the report, or as the report is finished and you receive the feedback, um, you have access to the individual feedback report. Um, in that same page, there's a button there that says Request Coaching. Um, and that email uh, is generated, and it, and it comes to us. Uh, and we assign you one of the coaches that we have available uh, within our pool of coaches. And so when you said the example that you gave was uh, – extend influence beyond the chain of command. And I, you just had me thinking, um, my boss, my supervisor, ha he has peers. And so, uh, and I interact with them and I, I, I work with the people that I consider to be my boss's peers. And so if I'm looking for feedback about that dimension, um, maybe that would be a source that I could go to, to identify those people. They could tell me how, how well I am uh, at, at extending influence, not just to my boss, but to another organization in the bigger picture organization. Absolutely right. And, and really what we encourage people is to think about going into these resources. And Chuck mentioned them. Um, there is a virtual information center as a part of the NSAF website that has all these resources. And later uh, I can go through the full list a little bit slower that we as coaches refer people to and we use as we're coaching. Um, but to, to, to have the system send an email, and you mentioned earlier that you had provided feedback to somebody, uh, how many times have people gotten the email and they don't respond? So we, we really encourage people, this is important to your development. It's going to take some effort on your part 
to touch base with these people, to contact them, whether it's through email or personal or, or phone, and say, hey, I, I'm, I'm really trying to develop myself. I'm really trying to get better. Can you help me? And in the example that you gave, just cut and paste it out of ADRP 622 and sit down with them or email it to them and say, hey, this is what extending influence beyond the chain of command looks like because the assessment's going to ask you to uh, describe my, the assessed leader's, effectiveness in these different elements. And I'd love to get your feedback because you and I only see each other periodically, but that's still very important so that I can understand how I show up and how I'm perceived by you. Because the one important part is that this, this is an effectiveness scale. And I bring that up only because other surveys that you might do are, are frequency scale. So how often does the behavior present itself? This actually is an effectiveness scale, and it's an effectiveness scale that says to, from, the assessed, from the person assessing you, they're telling you, hey, here's the behavior, and here's how effective I think it is to me. So it's just very important to understand because as you look at the feedback report, you may not understand it, and instead a lot of people uh, sort of take it personally, and they say, oh, well, if I have a low grade somewhere, I'm not a good leader. Well, that's, that's not what it's saying at all. It's simply saying that that behavior in the way it's presented is not affected to the person who's giving you feedback, and that's important to know. Right, and, and that's their candid uh, opinion about uh, you, the leader that's being focused on. And that's what you're looking for in this thing is uh, a level of candor. Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's awareness. So it, it is the Army's self-awareness tool. And so using the same example that I used before, um, extends influence beyond the chain of command, um, it's natural in your report, and I pointed out to the people we're coaching, that if you have a low effectiveness score, in that area from your subordinates, right? I simply ask them, does that surprise you? And they go, oh, no, that doesn't surprise me at all because I leave the office and they don't know where I'm going and they don't know what I'm doing. I said, okay, that's fair. And that's normal in our organizations. But my next question, and, and as a coach, it really is about the questions. I'm not there to counsel them there. I'm not there to mentor them. I'm there to coach them. And so for us, after doing this many times, the next question I ask is, what, how would you have to behave differently to have that group provide you a higher effectiveness scale? And they typically pause, and then they say, oh, I guess I'd have to tell them. And I said, there you go. So what's your mechanism of communicating what you're doing to your subordinates? And so, and so I'd like to hear a little bit more about the role of the coach uh, or the just the nuts and bolts of what happens when I get my data back, and I'm I'm just the the mechanism that happens. Am I put in contact with one of your folks, or do you contact me? Uh, and then once there is contact, what happens next? So on the web page, there is a button for request coaching. It generates a form that comes to us, and in it, you simply put your uh, name and it has your rank and your phone number and email, and then we contact you by one of those means, email or phone, and we say, hey, we're, we're here to help you to um, 
go through your individual feedback report, uh, provide you suggestions, uh, resources, and assist you in the development of your individual leader development plan. Uh, once we make contact, we set up the appointment. It's typically about an hour, and we start with the feedback report. So we, we request it from the assessed leader, uh, and they provide it to us, and it has uh, basically five sections, the cover sheet, a summary page, uh, a competency breakdown area of all the competencies that I mentioned from the leadership requirements model. It has a top five, bottom five, so numerically, quantitatively, uh, which of the competencies where you rate as highest across the board as an average and then the lowest. And then the last piece that you mentioned was the open-ended questions uh, for developmental needs uh, and strengths. And generally speaking, um, people look at the colors, they jump through it, they get back to the comments, uh, and they spend a lot of time uh, kind of hyper-analyzing what people said and then trying to guess uh, who said it. Um, so we start back over again and, and, and simply ask them, okay, so what, what caught your attention? And we go where the person wants to go. Uh, we can take them through logically from the summary to the breakdown to the top, bottom, and, and, and the open-ended. And when we do that, again, generally speaking, as we have conversations on areas where there is a difference between different groups assessing a particular competency. So again, let's use uh, extending influence beyond the chain of command. Uh, what we find is that the person rates themselves somewhere and superiors and peers may actually be very close to that because those are the groups that see you do it most often. And then you have a gap where the, the subordinates rated you lower. And, and that catches your eye because there's a difference in the, in the bar scale between those two. As we go through the report in a similar fashion, by the time we get done, and it usually takes about 40 minutes um, with discussion, um, when we get to the open-ended uh, questions at the end, generally speaking, we've touched on all of them. And the person has a really better awareness and perspective into what it is that the person's trying to help them with. So you said something in that response that I just wanted to um, reinforce. You said that uh, the assessed leader uh, is contacted and offered the coaching, and then they make the decision as to whether they're going to send their assessment to the coach. So it's not it doesn't automatically go to to your side of the house. They have to do that themselves to give you access to what was said about them. That is correct. We, we as coaches have no access within the system. And sometimes we'll have people that may have a difficult time getting it for some reason. And, and we have uh, the MSAF help desk uh, email and phone number, and we know them, and we help connect the assessed leader uh, to the people that actually have system access for it uh, and can help them pull it down. And to, to what degree do you see people either trying to uh, explain away what was said uh, or to uh, maybe not, not accept the, the things that were said or to, to justify the things that are said. Is that kind of a, a, a human natural reaction to uh, some of the comments that they get? Well, it absolutely is. Um, uh, so when one of the big things is confirmation bias. So, so the way that we think 
<laughs> our perceptions of ourselves and others, um, a lot of times they'll look and look for indicators to confirm what they already think. And that happens both within these individual feedback reports, but that's the first thing we talk about with the Commander 360, because that's a little bit different. We're coaching the rater of the assessed person rather than the assessed leader. So that's a little bit different. But again, what applies is, and I just had a conversation the other day where, where somebody started into it, and I said, well, what do you think? What, you, what, what kind of would you read into it? And it was just a confirmation of a confirmation of the way they already thought. And so for me as a coach, uh, it was the open-ended questions that I came back from with to, to kind of dig into that a little bit. Say, okay, so why is it that you think that? Uh, and we went from there. So, yes, confirmation bias uh, is a big one just, just off, the, off the start. So uh, l- let me just ask generally, and either, either one of y'all can answer this, uh, it's, number one, when did this program start? Uh, just generally, how long have, has the Army been doing this? And then why? Why, why did the Army decide that, that this was necessary? A- either one of you. Chuck, you're smiling over there. Do you have a response? Uh, I've been with the program uh, about about five years now uh, as a green suitor and as a civilian. Uh, so I may be off a little bit on my dates, but uh, basically around 2003, 2004, they did a uh, test or a proof of principle at NTC where they uh, rolled out the MSAF. Uh, rather than back then, it was not an online assessment. We sent a team of uh, contractors out there uh, with laptops, and they caught people as they were coming out of the box, uh, and they did the very similar uh, assessment. Uh, the, the items or the questions have been whittled down over the years to make it shorter. So it, it goes back to the early 2000s. Um, and ideally, or originally, it was set up to be a, a unit assessment to where we would do battalions and brigades uh, at one time. Uh, as the program evolved, it has kind of gone into more of an individual improvement tool. As time has gone by, it's evolved, uh, and we've tried to shorten it to make it uh, less uh intensive on the time requirement for those providing feedback. Like Mark said, uh, you may request uh, 15 people to provide you feedback, but uh, you don't always get, uh, very seldom do you get 100% of the people. And then uh, if, if you want to talk about why you think the Army did that, uh, what what need was there, or another, another thing to talk about maybe is the benefits, especially from the coaching standpoint, that that you see from the program? What, what is the goodness that goes back into the force from this program? Well, uh, I think the uh, self-awareness is the key uh, of the program. Um, I think whenever you walk in a room, people are assessing you. Um, whether you're standing up in front of a class as an instructor, uh, whether you're standing in front of a platoon or a company or a battalion, uh, the people are looking you up and down and saying, uh, you know, what kind of leader is this? Uh, you know, are they overweight? Do they speak well? Do, all these things are happening, uh, but this tool uh, brings it to light for the individual. 
um, so that self-awareness is improved as opposed to people having silent opinions to themselves about your leadership. And it allows you to uh, act upon those things uh, where you perceive that uh, you need some development. And, and when, when this program talks about uh, the, the assessed leader, uh, this, is, this is the broad way that the Army looks at leaders, not just somebody that's a commander or supervisor, uh, fill in the blank, but this is anyone who is a part of uh, the Army profession, uh, military uh, or uh, somebody who's a member of the Army Civilian Corps, regardless of what kind of a position they're in, has access to, number one, they have access to the program. Number two, the program would be a benefit to them, even if they are not in a quote-unquote formal leadership position. Yes, yeah, I agree completely. Uh, even though you may not have subordinates, it's a way to become self-aware of how you act and react around other people that may not be your subordinates, but you can still uh, influence or um, persuade. Okay, what, what else about uh, the MSAF program is there that, that we haven't talked about that, that folks uh, that are listening to our podcast might need to know about? Well, I guess the key takeaways are the big pieces, you know, self-awareness, uh, um, the uh, ability to build a uh, individual leadership development program or program for yourself and work on those, uh, the tools that are available um, that are supported by doctrine and the uh, coaching, which is uh, underutilized. Um, we have coaching sessions uh, available uh, for anybody um, in the civilian world. Some people pay six, $800 for coaching sessions and the Army's offering it to civilians and military uh, for free. So uh, great opportunity uh, for self-improvement, self-development. And am I correct that uh, I, I can do an internet search for MSAF or multi-source assessment feedback, or I can go to the Center for Army Leadership website, and in this day and age, I can, I'm savvy enough to figure out how to get to the, to the MSAF program uh, fairly easily to be able to start the program if I wanted to do an assessment on myself. Yes, uh, if you uh, if you Google uh, multi assessment feedback program, um, you should be able to find the. Mark, do you happen to have uh, the web link that we could put in here? Uh, I do. So uh, msat.army.mil. Thank you. All right. Thank you. That Did... makes it simple. Thanks, Mark. I was... It does, and and as soon as you go to it, it's going to um, select ask you to select the certificate um, because it is CAC, CAC enabled uh, and then you just uh, after you go through that you'll you'll be right in there um, the only other thing I might mention um, is one of the things that we as coaches do uh, Chuck mentioned that individuals so the, the leader 360 we do that coaching uh, we support units when they do a unit event um, because a unit event creates a unit feedback report and what it does is it aggregates all the individuals um, into a report itself. Now, when we sit down with an organization, and we've done it a new number of times, 
Um, the focus there is the command team and FM 622 uh, leader development. So their leader development plan or their civilian acculturation plan within their organization, because we work with um, Army civilian organizations as well uh, and civilian leaders across the board. Um, so that's the unit uh, report. The, the other thing that we also do is working closely with TRADOC um, and the um, non-commissioned officer uh, development uh, group out of TRADOC is we work with um, TRADOC instructors, NCO instructors at their uh, PME locations uh, on MSAF coaching. Because again, I, I always work off of the regulations and the references so that you have the foundation and can go back and look at it. So AR 600-100 um, again lays out that the instructors, uh, well, the, the individual is going to any PME school, whether it's non-commissioned officer, officer, or civilian. Um, is there is a requirement for you to fill out uh, to to go through into the system MSAF and do a leader 360 uh, and, and bring that with you to the school. So that's laid out in, in our Army regulation. The instructors then are supposed to uh, be able to assist uh, those Army leaders with the interpretation of the report. So our training is with those instructors. And, and I would reference another, um, another guide that's in the Virtual Information Center, and that's the Advanced Guide to MSAF Coaching, um, September 2013. A very effective tool um, for um, Army leaders, uh, and, and I think of superiors, but I think of the assessed leader as well. Um, take a look at it. Um, it's, some, it's a great resource for you as a leader um, to assist your subordinates and, and, and others with uh, coaching and understanding the MSAP. Okay, well, thank you, uh, gentlemen. I really do appreciate your time today, and um, thanks for, for helping us understand the MSAP program. And it it is, uh, from what I've seen, it's an excellent program, very useful. And uh, just a little bit about how it uh, applies here at AMSC. Uh, students who, have, who raise their hand when we ask who's done this speak very highly uh, of, of having done it. And it, it absolutely supports what we do with uh, developing uh, leaders from the Army Civilian Corps. So thanks for being with us on this podcast. Thank you. Thank you. On the next episode of the AMSC podcast, David Howie and I discuss the MBTI, the Myers-Briggs Type Indicator, and how it can be a useful tool in helping leaders develop self-awareness. It's really only as good as the amount of uh, introspection that the user is willing to put into it, how much they're willing to look at what an instrument is telling them and, and it's whether or not it's accurate for them, how much uh, candor they put into responding to the questions. That's next time on the AMSC podcast. And we welcome your feedback. Please write us at usarmy.lovenworth.tradoc.mbx.amsc-podcast at mail.mail or you can just write us at amscpodcast at gmail.com.